Megan Fun of Sports is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook. You bet, you get with Caesar's Rewards. Must be 21 or older. Hello and welcome to another week of Megan Fun of Sports. I am Megan Gailey, joined by my fearless co-host and leader, um, Megan Connolly. Hi, Megan. What's going on? I always love to hear the adjective you're going to use to describe me. Last week it was beautiful. Mm. This week it is fearless. And I am a little concerned that you're describing me as fearless because it only would, only a fearless person would record something with their hair looking as greasy as mine does I, right but, now. But I will take it. I am fearless. Here's the thing. We all know that Florida has had a hurricane. Now, I don't think you personally, like, your home was affected, was it? Not my okay. home, but the surrounding okay, areas. Okay, see the people, yes. all, you can just be like, I'm in a hurricane, my hair. It's not possible to do right now. You know, you're part of a natural disaster happening. We are under a water advisory, right, so we are told it. to limit showers, and all of our water is contaminated, so I probably have some parasite growing in my body right now, Oof. but yeah, Hurricane Ian came crashing through, uh, my parents got hit pretty bad, thankfully everybody is okay, the city of Orlando was pretty much underwater, but I have to say, I was not here when the hurricane hit, I came back four days later, and I am so impressed with how quickly this thing has been cleaned up, I mean... Man, this place was truly underwater, and it's already snapped I mean, back. For Orlando's the most part. a big money maker. We all know what's there, and they gotta get they gotta get Mickey back to work. You know they can't have they can't have him down at the Orlando Hooters. He needs to be in the park making kids smile. Absolutely. It was quite the week in sports this week. Um, my team did not make me smile. Your team certainly did not make you smile. But um, should we kick things off with the Moron of the Week? Absolutely. Um, okay, I will okay, go great. first. Um, my Moron of the Week is the official that must have fallen asleep during the Patriots versus Packers game during the play clock because Bailey Zappi got probably an extra three (laughs) seconds to make a play. And what I think happened here Mm -hmm. was on the play before this play where Bailey Zappi got three extra (laughs) seconds, he had a delay of game. (laughs) It's so funny. He was was called for a delay Uh of game. And I think the... Official just felt, felt sorry yep. for the kid. It was like, oh my He's God, a new mother too. There's this third string quarterback. Yep, yes, he is he is you. You're probably related to this yep. official. Um he just felt bad. He was like, Wow, I just called one delay of game. <sighs> I, I know it it's a little late, but I'll give him a couple extra seconds. It's not like he's going to do anything anyways. This guy's a third string quarterback playing in Lambeau Field. Anyways, he gives them the extra three seconds. Bailey Zappi throws a touchdown. Suddenly the Patriots are in the game. It ends up going to overtime. And I am just disgusted because I've been listening to Boston Sports Talk Radio all week, which should give you a good sense about uh, my level of sanity. Yes. And everyone is like, 
freaking out about how this loss is promising. Mm-hmm. Now, this is the franchise mm-hmm. that has won six Super Bowls, and suddenly we're celebrating an overtime game that was kind of close, even though they got a free touchdown. It's like all of these people calling into Boston Sports Talk Radio are like, Felga, let me tell you, this kid, Bailey Zippy, I think he's got a bright future. I'm telling you, Felga, it was closer. It was closer than you think. This, this, all the Boston fans that are saying that, they're morons. Oh. And this official who was trying to be a nice guy by giving poor Bailey Zappy another yeah. few seconds, he is the moron for, I don't, why are we celebrating a close I, I, I'm loss? just excited to hear that Northeasterners are having a positive attitude about something. I don't really <laughs> think that that's their calling card. So I think this is very, very exciting. I think this is exciting. It's bizarre. Bizarre. I mean, we went from having Tom Brady to having the promising Max Jones to having Brian Hoyer for about five minutes to now suddenly everyone wants to replace Mac Jones with Bailey Zappi. And I am disgusted. This team has nobody fun to watch. This team has actually made me not like the Patriots. There's not one player on the team that I want to watch. I have a couple of them on my fantasy team and they've actually done kind of okay for me. Um, so my moron of the week, a little bit darker, um, is the National Women's Soccer League, which there was a oof scolding report that came out of Sally Yates's office, um, who is former U.S. Attorney General, I believe her title was. Um, yes, former Attorney General. And she was investigating the U.S. Soccer Federation and National Women's Soccer League. The report did not go well. It says National Women's Soccer League failed to provide a safe environment for players and repeatedly ignored players' allegations of abuse and inappropriate behavior by coaches over many years. So I have seen people talking about this. You know, women's soccer... I think has made headlines as of late because in the U.S. they're much better than the men's team. They end up winning. They're a huge point of pride. I think especially for people that like women's athletics and and want a reason to cheer for women. And there has been discussion about fair pay. They end up doing a lot running on the men, so it's like pay them. And this really just shows how far behind the system still is. And people are are saying that this is more of a soccer problem. That, uh, yes, this investigation was of these two ruling bodies, but that this really speaks to the culture of soccer at large. And I think that we kind of know that based on all of the horrific things we've seen out of FIFA, and, and that happened globally too. So... Um, I know that she was this, this ruling or, you know, these findings were not able to hand down any punishment. I hope it does kind of serve as a wake up call that they are being watched and that they do need to clean up their act and you cannot have abuse of players over many years. Like, let's get people in there that are not going to be abusive at a bare minimum. Why does this keep happening in women's sports? Obviously, there was the huge scandal with gymnastics several years ago, um, which is absolutely disgusting. And it's just like all of these people are like, we had no idea. (laughs) You didn't? No idea? I think they do. Um, And I think they... 
I don't know if it's just something where it's like so results driven that they end up looking the other way or with, with this situation, is it that they're women that are over 18 and they think, oh, well they can fend for themselves. You know, we don't need to be watching what's going on. And, and I think this really shows that that's not the case. Eddie, do you have a more on other week? Uh, I do. Um, mine's way more selfish, um, and it's personal to me, but it did affect many people in the country. Megan, you were just talking about it with the hurricane in Florida. So um, but mine not only screwed up my travel, but I was at a wedding, and uh, the wedding was in the Northeast, and that was kind of like by the time Hurricane Ian was moving up to the Northeast. And like the contingency plan was in place to prepare for a what was supposed to be an outdoor wedding to move it inside. But then we weirdly did not get rain at the time of the wedding. So they had to switch back to the outside. But um, I had to drive home very, very hungover and, uh, you know, a rainstorm the entire way from Connecticut to Hoboken, New Jersey, to Staten Island. And then my flight was um, delayed. And then all the um, way to L.A. Eddie drove cross country. No, yeah, my flight, my flight was delayed about four times. And then uh, they said we're taking off at 2 o'clock Eastern time. Oh. And then they actually switched it back to 11. But by then I already rebooked. So it messed up my travel. And the hurricane was just uh, a miserable thing to deal with the, my one trip home uh, in the last few months. So that was not fun to deal with. So that is my morning of the week. Hurricane Ian. We haven't had enough travel lately for the morons of the week. We've been giving you all a little bit of a break there. And I mean, listen, every week I could tell you a travel story, but I've been refraining. So we welcome this, Eddie. We welcome this. We all need a little sprinkle of travel stories because we all look forward to traveling, especially after the pandemic when we're all locked down. And then you go to the airport and you're like, God, I did not miss this And you're like, everyone came out worse. (laughs) Everyone's lost their mind. (laughs) We've got people shoeless running around trying to get a pretzel. What's happening? It's total chaos. My mensch of the week, this was my favorite thing that happened on Sunday. My absolute favorite thing. It happened during the Seahawks game. DK Metcalf was carted off Mm -hmm. the field. And we've seen a lot of injuries in this football season. I mean, in the London game, we saw a player get carted off. A lot of carts. Obviously, we saw what happened to Tua. And it's just so sad. It's like, oh, that guy is seasoned. So DK gets carted off, and you're left to wonder. Is he okay? What's going to happen to him? Is he all right? And then Field Yates of ESPN tweeted out that the reason that DK Metcalf was carted off the field was because he had to use Mm -hmm. the bathroom. And then he followed up with saying that, from where he was on the field to the bathroom is one of the longest walks in the stadium. Now, you're not getting carted off to take a little tinkle. And I think what happened, I texted both of you this, DK trusted a fart, Mm -hmm. as one Mm -hmm. does. Mm -hmm. And it was not a fart. And he demanded to be carted off, which is totally a power move. DK Metcalf, I think there should just be like a button. You know how like you go places and on college campuses and there's that blue light and you press the blue light and someone comes like, if you are in a situation where you trusted a Mm -hmm. fart and Mm -hmm. sharted, a cart should arrive to take you to the bathroom because no one deserves that level of embarrassment. Um, I was so happy for him that he had that at his disposal. I think he absolutely pooped his pants and, yes, needed to be carted off, which now, you know, sort of re-raises the conspiracy about the Paul Pierce, 
wheelchair where he was like, if I pooped my pants, why would I want to be on a wheelchair? And it's like, well, it's not that you want to sit in your own poop. Eddie's going, well, good point. It's not that you want to sit in your own poop. It's that you don't want people to see the poop. That's what's going on. That's it. Yeah, because if, if we were all fine with poop being on our pants, then... <laughs> This would be a different world. I guess we were talking about the airport. And there's definitely people walking around with poop on their pants at the airport. (laughs) For sure. We've been playing this game for a number of years now. My brother-in-law is the creator of this game. And it's called Pooper Fart. And um, we started playing it when we had to share a room with my brother-in-law in in Paris. In the middle of the night. When we thought everybody was asleep, he just yelled out, do you guys want to play a game, poop or fart? Now I think that we could make it a game show, and I will be the host, and mm-hmm. DK Metcalf will be our first contestant mm-hmm. on poop or fart. And so they obviously had probably a, a spare pair of pants waiting for him. I would imagine the they uniforms crew, um, they would be a great person to get on poop or fart, too. I, I have to imagine uniforms oh, yeah. in the NFL. They've seen some things. Well, I want to look now. Were they wearing the white pants? Because that definitely makes a difference. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I always have felt for Cowboys players, they've got those sort of like um, lighter pants and their butts are so sweaty in them, which obviously wouldn't bother me if I was out there with a sweaty butt. But I'm like, I bet some of them don't want their sweaty butts out here. And I wonder if that factors into who they agree to be traded to. Just something I thought about. I mean, there's cameras everywhere. They're capturing every single angle. That sky cam can do a lot of things to a swassy human. Yeah. Um, okay, so my mention of the week is the Purdue football program, which, listen, they don't always win. Sometimes they really try not to win. But in typical Purdue fashion, they beat another ranked team. They are incredible. They are the They ruin everyone. If you are ranked, you do not want to play Purdue because they will ruin it. They beat um, the Minnesota Gophers, who are ranked like 21st, you know, but beat them 20 to 10. They have a walk-on quarterback who he was walk-on now starting. This guy, um, Charlie Jones, that's such a fun name. Um, They... Oh, they're they're heartbreaking and exciting and then heartbreaking and then exciting again. So I was I was thrilled for them to get the victory. And and I don't have a lot of football to cheer for right now. So thank you to the boilers. <laughs> well, not only that, they spoiled Minnesota's homecoming, yes. which is great to have homecoming and then Purdue comes in and stupid PJ Fleck, he's over there rowing the boat. You know what Purdue did? They sunk his stupid They ran ship. it over with a Go train. Boiler thank up. You, thank you. Eddie, do you have a mensch? I, I do have a mensch, but before I get into my mensch, uh, Megan, I'm, I'm glad you like you brought that up. The Purdue victory, uh, Minnesota was my lock of the week on minus three because Minnesota. I don't know if you know this, the best team in the nation in terms of covering, you know, against the spread since 2019, and they've covered each game this year. Uh, so I'm like, this team's awesome. They're ranked now. They're winning games. They're going to beat Purdue, but huge win for uh, your Boilermakers there. But anyway. Um, my mention of the week is an easy one for me. It's Aaron Judge and Garrett Cole both broke records, Yankee records, in the same game, in the same inning. And, you know, the Yankees have been on our team for 120 seasons. I Say what you want about the home run record. Point is this. Even if 
if we count the Bonds, the Sosa, and the McGuire stuff, which everyone could do, no problem with that. Breaking a Yankee record, breaking the AL record is still very impressive with the number of players that have played in that American League, and obviously on the Yankees too. Babe Ruth, who had 60 home runs, Roger Maris, 61. Um, just very happy for the guy. He did it. He could finally rest now before the, the last game of the season. And um, Gary Cole, too, who had you know a few tumultuous starts this season. He's a very strange pitcher. The minute something doesn't go his way, um, he kind of explodes. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> still a great season. With uh, with the strikeout numbers, so very happy for uh, for my guys there. So they're the mention of the week. Yeah, I think impressive to break a Yankee record just based on the amount of pressure and the media. I mean, I was watching an interview with Judge last night, and he's like, "Yeah, you know, I had forty media members staring at me every single moment." And you, I'm sure you both have seen the video of his mom. Um, and it's 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 pride and joy. It's also relief of just like, phew, he got it. He seems like a really good guy. And I, I have to say maybe not the most like exciting home run race to get this, <laughs> but, but feel good. And that's actually something that baseball does need. So uh, very happy for them. And Eddie, you, you're a damn Yankee to me. I'm happy for Eddie. However, I feel bad for the Maris family because Sal and I were talking about this today. Like, I still hold a couple of high school records, not to brag or anything like that, but I do check in on my high school records to make sure that no one has broken them. And if they invited me back and they were like, Megan, there's this girl, you know, she's coming close to your indoor two-mile record. She might smash the outdoor one. We want you there. I mean, I would go... But it would be very hard for me to watch someone just steal my record away. And the poor Maris family was just sitting there. Like, they have to act happy for Judge. And we know they're not. Like, that's their... But don't you think there's any amount of them that's like, we're happy to be included and we're happy for, you know, our name to be spoken and for history to kind of be relevant again? I'm just saying maybe not everybody... On the surface level. Maybe they're Christians. But you know, Megan. Maybe maybe they're better people than you. (laughs) They definitely are. And the people are like, records are made to be broken. I'm like, yeah, well, not mine. All right. I, if someone came to break my record, I would clap, cheer, give him a hug. And then the second I got in the car, I would look at my husband and be like, I'm going to go train. You're going to go back to high school. You're going to go back to high school. You're going to do. Yeah, I would go back to high school. Going to be be 30 years old and a Chicago high school. I love that for you. I think that's actually a great idea. Yeah. I'd be like, get me back on the track. I'm going to beat that little. (laughs) I, I just. I mean, there's got to be a little of it, right? Like, I mean, they're happy for Judge on the surface level, but like, isn't a little a little part of them upset? I mean, no one remembers the former record holder. Wow, Eddie's biting his tongue. Good for him. I'm just saying. Um, okay, on that um, really eye-opening peek into Megan's soul. Let's take a break, and we'll be right back. Caesar, Cleo, the Mannings, Henrik Lundqvist, and now yours truly. Yes, that's right. Megan Fun of Sports is now a proud member of the Caesars Empire. And your very first bet, it's on Caesars. Up to $1,250. If you win, congrats. If you don't, you'll get it all back as a free bet. The first bet also gives you 1,000 tier credits and 1,000 rewards credits, putting you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. So download the app, use promo code C-Z-R-F-U-L-L, and go full Caesar this season. 
21 plus, 19 plus in Ontario, must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Michigan, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ontario, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming, or Washington, D.C. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, Ohio, and Utah, and other states where prohibited. Know when to stop betting before you start. Gambling problem? Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in Maryland, visit mdgamblinghelp.org. Or West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, D.C., Nevada, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. In Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. In Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. In Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed through Horseshoe, Boisier City, and Harris, New Orleans. Michigan, call 1-800-270-716. One seven in New York, call eight seven seven eight Hope New York or text Hope New York to four six seven three six nine. In Ontario, visit connectontario.ca or call one eight six six five three one two six zero zero or text Connex to two four seven two four seven. In Tennessee, call or text Tennessee Redline at one eight hundred eight eight nine nine seven eight nine. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Okay, we are back. Megan is still a bad person. And diving (laughs) into NFL news. And the the biggest headline is off the field right now. It is that, and and I want to make sure I get this phrasing correct, Tom Brady and Giselle have, quote, hired divorce lawyers. Megan, you are, of the three of us, the closest to Tom Brady. Now, We've all been we, very close. We've we all been speculating close. that this has happened, been happening, and that 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 eleven days off from training camp and the retiring and unretiring were obviously not going to make Giselle happy. And what what do you think? I think that Giselle is finally seeing what I've seen for the last two years. 
that Tom has changed. Tom was this lovable man in New England, in the championships. He was so relatable. And suddenly, something happened, right? Like, Tom became bigger than the game. His whole TV12 method, all of this social media he's been doing, he's become very outspoken, his, um, his diet, all of these things. And he's almost just been, ever since he gone to, he's gone to Tampa, he's a different guy, right? He's doing things, he's saying things that none of us have ever seen. And I think Giselle was blinded to it at first. And now she's on team Megan, where she is also like, screw Tom Brady, he's changed. So good for you, Giselle. I'm really glad that you see what I and some others have seen all along. He is a changed man. Girl, you go live your life. You could literally be with anybody. You're not important enough for him. Nobody is important enough for him. He has to be the star. I also have a theory about relationships that there can only be one oh, star. Dear. You can't have two stars oh, in a relationship. There's got to be one that shines brighter. Um, and so I think it caught up to him. And good for Giselle. Good for her. Um, so we agree on almost all of this, except for the fact that I don't necessarily think Tom Brady has changed. I think this is who Tom Brady's been all along. Um, because I've, I've never liked him. But that's also just because he used to beat the Colts. But, um, and I hope Peyton doesn't hear that. But um, there was a quote, I believe that she said this to Elle magazine um, recently, where this was after he had unretired. And this is, the quote was, this is a very violent sport. I have my children and I would like him to be more present. Now, I find it interesting that she says, I have my children. Um, because they are parents together. They have the children. And for a mother to say that she wants her partner and husband and father for children to be more present, I think that's a really, really telling. And I know the kids aren't young, but it's like, Tom, what else could you gain? You're going out as the goat. You have seven rings. Like, this is purely a vanity project at this point. And it seems like you've lost your way. And it's not going well this season. Um, they've lost two in a row. They don't look great. What else is there for him to prove? I, I find the verbiage of he, they hired divorce lawyers. I think people like this probably have divorce lawyers at the call. You know, like, it's like, uh, I have a lawyer, He's not my divorce lawyer, but like I call him Michael. I need a divorce lawyer. I got one in 30 seconds. So it's like basically we've all hired divorce lawyers. My brother's a lawyer. Like it's weird. And I, and I, once someone files for divorce or separation, then that is in the public. Um, like that, that's filed. And so we see it publicly. It's in the records. I, I don't necessarily think much has actually developed. It, and I think this story is probably being leaked purposely and I don't know if that's to to distract from the fact that the Bucks are not doing a great job but it I I think their marriage is not long for this world but I think the writing has been on the wall for that for a while well I also would like to point out how many sacrifices Giselle made for this to work we all know she's she didn't like New England she doesn't like the cold uh, that's far from her culture. Moving to Florida was actually better for her. It was closer to where she's from and whatnot. But, like, this is a woman who let Antonio Brown live in oh, her boy. home while she had children. Oh, 
I mean, she lived in New England, did her whole thing, allows this person to come in their house. Why did she do it for Tom? She was always defending mm-hmm. Tom and whatever And he when does did. he defend her? And now... You know, like, we don't really ever see him yelling at other Victoria's Secret models going, Giselle can't walk and build the runway. You know, like, we don't ever... We never get <laughs> that side of, of Tom coming to Giselle's aid and going to bat for Giselle. And Giselle is as famous, if not more famous and more rich than him. Like, this isn't just like a gal he went to college with. And I'm not saying that that person doesn't also deserve respect, but it's like, as you said, she is a star too. Yeah. And she also, when they started dating, like they were going on their relationship. And then Tom had to tell Giselle, hey, my ex-girlfriend is having my child. And she still stayed with him. I mean, like, she's been through a lot with Tom. Obviously, there's been some high moments. And the woman, all she wants is her husband at home. And Tom couldn't do it for more than two weeks. So Giselle, divorce him. Divorce him. Leave him, girl. Leave him, girl. And then maybe be with women. You know, experiment, explore. Whatever Taika Waititi's got going with these thruples. I'd love it for you. I'd love it for you. Be in the next Don't Worry Darling. Get an acting career. Be a director. Throw it all out the window. Um, Okay, speaking of someone who really threw caution to the wind, I guess, was animal rights activist, I believe his name is Alex Taylor, who is the man who ran on the field during Monday Night Football. He had this giant, like, pink bomb. Everyone was joking it looked like a gender reveal. He got absolutely leveled by Bobby Wagner, and I have looked at pictures of this man, and he is thin, very thin. So... Eddie informed us right before the pod that uh, this activist is now filing a police uh, report um, against Bobby Wagner for assault, I'm assuming, at Bobby Wagner's place of business. I I like activism. Um, And I think it is important. I really do. I think protesting is important. I think all... uh, I think guerrilla marketing, I'm even fine with the smile campaign where they had the people behind home plate going for days. How terrifying, (laughs) terrifying. None of them got decked though, because you know, they did it in the confines of where they're allowed to be standing with their creepy face. Wait, our listeners did not have the chance to see your face. So I just want to describe to them what it (laughs) was. I really wish that we could have a screen grab of this for the listeners because Megan looks frightening. And if you did not see what went on behind home plate, just Google it. Oh my gosh. They they were terrible. I'm mad I wasn't in the movie. (laughs) Furious. You would play the role, the role very well. Okay. Anyways, back to Bobby Wagner, back to Monday night Uh football, back to this protester. (laughs) Can people stop running onto the field, please? Like, and and now the broadcast does not show it. Like right. they don't show it anymore because they think it encourages it. But we we always get the video. Of we course, always get we're it seeing it. Media, and we're always gonna watch it. But is like, is this really worth whatever cause you're doing it for? Or even if you're doing it for money, or you're just doing it because your friends dared you and you're really drunk? Like this has implications that last throughout your whole life. And we've talked about it before. Like they have. Face scanners. You're banned. You well, I don't think you can't this go anymore. You can't. Go I don't think games. this guy's a 49ers fan. <laughs> I think he's. I think he's a human. I think he's an 
animal rights guy. I almost said a different descriptor. Um, Megan, if if you were going to protest and not run on the field, but if you were to, you know, they said you have to run on the field or you have to do a protest, what would you be doing? Oh, God, that's a tough question. I, my like initial reaction is like I would do a silent protest, but... Um, Run on to, I mean, the pink, you're asking because he had the pink smoke yeah, coming yeah. out of him. Now I've thought about this. I recently <laughs> was at a, and I haven't, but I recently was at um, a work event and the hotel we stayed in had one of those Comic-Con events as well going oh, on. Yeah. So as we were in the elevator, there were just people dressed in yeah. all kinds of different costumes. Like the elevator opened up on one floor and suddenly it was like Sesame yeah. Street. You could have gotten in on in some furry action. That would have been... Interesting. Yeah, but I think I would dress in a, um, a furry yeah. costume. Well, and then it would be harder for them to ID you. Um, I think, mm-hmm. so I love the gals from Riot, and sorry, I have to bleep that. That is their proper <laughs> name, their Christian name, if you will. And they they are Russian activists, and they're like a girl band, and, and they hide their identity, but they've been on 60 Minutes. You know, they're just incredible. And... I think that I would, yeah, take a page from their book, probably have my identity hidden in some way, but I think I would dress as like a really intense Stepford wife, like, like costume period piece, but then have a really eerie, creepy feminine mask on, like kind of similar Mm -hmm. to the smile mask of just like, I'm, I'm a perfect woman. Maybe she's even doing a wink, like overdrawn lips, big eyebrows, all of that. And I would be protesting, um, for women's rights. That's what I would do. But I would not. Now I do. I do. I wouldn't go in the field because I definitely, if I got tackled by an NFL player, it's a wrap for me. Like I'm going to need a cart because I poop my pants. I'm going to need an ambulance. I'm going (laughs) to need to be in full body cast. Like I, that's not going to, I have CTE and I am gone. Yeah. But there's a large population of people who are at big, large events protesting it. Good for them. (laughs) (laughs) They just crack me up. I'm like, every year, you're just like, honey, go grab my white suit and give me some paint. We got to get out there and stop this issue from going any farther. Oh, okay. In... There's not a lot of women protesting. No, because that. women are like, we've got way bigger fish to fry. We've got like actual <laughs> things happening. Um, okay, speaking of women, ooh, that got things happening. Cliff Kingsbury of the Arizona Cardinals, his girlfriend, now I've got her name here. I want to make sure we're giving this babe credit. Her name is Veronica Bialik, and she is hot. And she posted a photo, um, and a Cardinals fan commented, oh no, my Cardinals are going to lose this weekend because she's in Arizona. Cliff will be distracted. Um, Harry is Cliff Kingsbury's neighbor. He, from time to time, will drive by her home. So we could have had firsthand reporting on this situation if Harry would have just stepped up to the plate for us. What the? Sometimes I just wonder if Harry's useless or not. I'm just kidding, Harry. I love you. Um, yeah, Veronica is a total yeah. babe. We are. I'm just staring at her picture right now. Um, she is probably better looking than Mike Zimmer's girlfriend, which obviously she should be because Cliff Kingsbury is also a hottie. Um, 
And um, the Cardinals, they pulled off the inevitable, and they they won. And Veronica chimed back in and said, I've never seen anyone more obsessed and focus on his work. So they are good. Okay, so... Uh- a couple things. I don't love, and I think this. I think this commenter was being pretty tongue in cheek. I don't think he meant like "get out of there, lady." I think he was saying like "you are hot, you are a distraction," and meant it as like a compliment, you know. Um, but I don't. Yeah. I don't love the implication that like men can or spouses can't have people around because they can't do their work. You know, like. NFL coaches and coaches are people. And as we've seen, a lot of them have had children that have had some pretty severe issues because of their absence and because they have to spend so much time and so much energy on these teams. And as we'll get into later, there was a firing in college football. It's it's almost too results-driven, whereas... These are people. The athletes are people. We know we need the Arizona Cardinals to win, but it kind of goes to this J.J. Watt tweet where he said, like, I went into AFib and my heart stopped, basically, and I had to be shocked, and now I'm playing. Why? Why are you playing? This is week four. Your team isn't good against the Panthers who are not good. Like, you can take... What do you have to prove? It's the same as Tom Brady. JJ, you're going to the Hall of Fame. You got all the subway money you need. You've got everything. You got a hottie on your arm. You've got... I guess you don't have a Super Bowl, but you've got stuff. And and you're not going to get a Super Bowl with with the Cardinals. You're just not. So, like, let's all... Let's all kind of calm down a little bit and let some humans be humans. And if Cliff Kingsbury wants to have his hot 10 girlfriend in town and they have one meal together, let him do that with his hard hair. Yeah, I think it's also just such a bizarre thought. It's like, oh no, attractive woman. Nobody can focus on anything. Oh no, call the game off. Oh no. And I am with you. I do think it was a little bit tongue in cheek, but Hey, since the Cardinals won, let her stay, right? Let her hang out. We we also need to redefine the term model because this gal's obviously hot, but it's like, where are you modeling? Is it in? Everybody's a model, Megan. Everybody is 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 it Instagram. Well then I I don't, then we need to even have, I just don't even say Instagram model. Let's have a different phrase for even that. That's what I would like, and I'm not demeaning it. Giselle is a model. What this gal does is something different, and let's just have a different name for it. That's, am I old? I feel like I'm old. No, I am with you. I mean, I feel like everybody is an influencer. Everybody is a model. Um, Obviously, like as you mentioned, what Giselle does, the runway model, is very different than Instagram models, very different where did they um, where did, where body, did they meet? Very... It's also so foreign to me that NFL coaches have such hot spouses now. Like in this world, I'm not hot enough to be with Andy Reid. Like what's going on? <laughs> We're broken. We are neither of us are hot enough to be with Mike Zimmer, which Crazy. is even more Crazy alarming. Crazy to me. Bill Belichick's girlfriend, she's She's hot We're too. We're not hot enough to be with a coach. So you're telling me I got to be with like a special teams assistant? I can't take that. I can't take that. 
I wonder if they have somebody to find them hot girlfriends via Instagram DMs because that's the only way they're communicating with them. Yeah. And it's like, I hope he found her in the off season. I hope Instagram's not. I don't know. He's very focused on his job. It's like they were so quick to, you know, talk about how much Kyler Murray needed to watch tape. And then it's like, okay, well, where'd you find your girlfriend, Cliff? Hmm? What kind of tapes were you watching, Cliff? Wow. Okay. Okay, should yeah. we move should we yeah. move on? <laughs> and listen, we are we are big Veronica supporters. We Veronica, you know, keep keep doing your thing. <laughs> Whatever um, it is. Girl. Okay, can, <laughs> keep keep posing, keep getting those likes. Uh, we already talked about DK Metcalf getting carted off to the locker room to poop, but I just had to bring it up one more time because it will never get old. Um, Kenny Pickett is officially number one on the Steelers depth chart. Megan Gagley, who was one of the longest mm-hmm. uh, Mitchell Trubisky defenders. Defenders, I feel sad for him. Defenders. I, and I still do. And um, I still do. It's probably over yeah. for Mitchell Trubisky time. Yeah. Although you never know because Bailey Zappi is playing for the Patriots. So, I mean, Mitchell Trubisky could find himself oh. somewhere. Kenny Pickett enters the fold for the Steelers uh-huh. through several picks. Dave Damashek is still giving him like an A minus uh-huh. for his performance. I don't really understand how, but nonetheless, Kenny Pickett is there. I like this for the Steelers because he's a hometown guy. This is what you've waited for, but their team is just not very good, and I think people are going to be constantly underwhelmed by Kenny Pickett. And what he yeah, so I bet Mitch Trubisky will be on the Colts next year. I'm sure they'll give up a first-round pick for him, um, and he'll be our sixth quarterback in six years. So I look forward to being able to cheer on him up close. But I, um, you know, the Steelers being bad brings me great joy, and the they're about to go into a stretch of their schedule that's very difficult. I hope this young man stays healthy. I I hope nothing bad befalls him, but I'm thrilled that the Steelers are bad and I hope they continue to be even worse. I haven't done a deep dive on him yet, but he was the first quarterback taken. He's, you know, he played at His Pitt, name is now funny. He's on the Steelers. It's yeah, and it kind of is, there's like some parallels to Aiden Hutchinson, mm-hmm. who played for Michigan and from Detroit. Now he's on the Lions. Um, obviously, we all saw the Hutchinson family because of Hard Knocks. I wonder if the Pick family resembles them. I I'm bet they do because Kenny's got a great head of hair, and I yeah, I would be willing to say that there's probably a hot mom in there. And some hot sisters. We also never really talked about Aiden Hutchinson's eye black and how it's totally insane and he should be ripped apart for even putting that on. It's nuts. Like, half, it's ridiculous. It's not normal eye black, just the little lines. He's got like... Yeah, it's like Wolverine. Yeah, he seems insane. Um, but that's that's what you have to be. And I think he has the right coach for his level of insanity. I bet, I bet practice ends. And then those two, Dan Campbell and Aiden Hutchinson arm wrestle for like three hours. They both just seem like punch a hole in the wall, you know, and then they see who can put, you know, those um, arcade games where you like punch the thing and it, I bet they arm wrestle, they go punch that. And then they slam some brewskis and smash the cans on their head. And then they both just try to drink a gallon yeah. of milk and see who pukes yeah. first. 
That sounds like Michigan. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Okay, so the toughest story coming out of the NFL this week was a a repeat of what we saw for the Dolphins against Miami in the sense that Tua very clearly had some sort of head injury in that game, was permitted to go back into the game. And then on Thursday night, as the Dolphins faced the Bengals, uh, oh, really terrifying. It's okay. They had weird yes, uniforms I was like, on, who was so it? No I, I, really know, I go, I know it's Ohio. Where am I? The zebras. Um, a truly terrifying moment. I... I have yet to even watch the video. I've seen the stills, but it's so scary and so unnerving of of Tua going to the ground and and his arm and his hands being mangled and then has to be taken to a hospital. There have been developments since then. His head coach tweeted he flew home on the team plane with us. He watched MacGruber and was laughing. He's good. Everyone was ripping that apart because is he okay if he's laughing at MacGruber? I actually find MacGruber to be funny. Um, but you're def- I, I believe our colleague Will Blackman tweeted, you're not supposed to be watching television when you have a concussion. Definitely not a double concussion. It raised questions as why is he flying? Did he need to be in the hospital more? The neurologist who cleared him during the Buffalo game has since been fired. Tua has been ruled out for week five, this upcoming Sunday's game. Has enough been done? Uh, it's Megan. What do you think? No, absolutely not. I mean, he should have never played. He should not have re-entered the game Sunday. I know they said it was a back injury. We all saw what happened. Like this happened in plain sight. We saw him get up, lose his balance and instantly fall back down. You and I related it to as the friend who says that they can drive home and no, they cannot drive home. They've had way too much to drink. He should have never re-entered the game. He was clearly not well. He still re-enters the game, and then he plays a short week on Thursday night football, and this is the risk yeah. you run. I mean, I understand when you leave it up. If you leave it up to the player, the player is obviously going to say that they want to play. This is what the league has worked to change, to change concussion protocol, to change all of these things, because the reality of it is while he may seem fine right now, there are players out there who have one hit, and they are never yeah. the same. I mean, we will never know what happened to Antonio Brown, but after his hit by uh, Perfect, he's never and, been and the same. And it could be a so series of that, hits. Like, it, the long-term effects absolutely. of this are just truly not known until someone, unfortunately, passes away and you get in there and look at their brain. Yes. Um, I think that everybody involved in this situation, coaches, doctors, everybody, I think... They are going to have a lawsuit on their hands, and they should all probably be fired. It's a really tricky situation because it's a first-time head coach. And so the pressure to win, uh, once again, I'm saying very results-driven, is so strong. And the pressure to prove yourself, I think the pressure on Tua is exorbitant. And can he do it? Can he throw a lot? Like, we... We, and and I include us in, like, the media drivel that sometimes happens, put pressure and expectations onto people to prove us wrong, and can they do it? And, and they end up putting themselves in really, really unsafe situations. So this neurologist has been fired. I think that's necessary, but also probably a bit of a scapegoat, because it is like, okay, if there's only one line of defense and it's a neurologist... 
McDaniel, he's not a neurologist. Like, if you have a doctor telling you it's okay, who's supposed to be unbiased and, and hired outside of the league, then then you kind of are like, okay, he's okay. But then there also sort of needs to be some common sense and an eye test takeover. And Well, and that's the thing I'm getting at. I don't know if McDaniel has children or anything, but like what I'm saying is we all saw this, right? Like if you're watching that and it's a cousin, a neighbor, a nephew, a son, whoever, and you see that, I'm like, no, 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 he's not yeah. going back in. I know the doctor said it's fine, but like you're, you're done. Right. You're, you're done for right. the day. And I think as the head coach, you have that responsibility to do that. And it doesn't even matter if he has kids or not. Like as a human being, you saw what happened. Mm -hmm. You should know he's done. And, and I done. don't know. Like life in your brain is more important than winning. I don't, football. I don't know if as a first year head coach, he, he felt empowered to do that. It is the only justification I can think of. I, it, it seems like the NFL needs more points of defense though. Like when Tua walked back in, I, you would, you would hope a ref and maybe this will, is what will happen. will be trained to go, nope, can't let you in. You know, and then and then it at least becomes, oh, my hands are tied. Like it's that um, it's that old like, go ask your mom. Like dad said I could. Oh, mom said he couldn't. I guess you can't when the dad didn't want you to, anyways. Like it's like we we've got to have more people along the way that are saying no because the system obviously failed, and very publicly. Yes, you cannot cannot leave it up to the athletes because in their competitive mind frame. 10 times out of 10, they will say they are okay and they will go back in the game. Uh, it's just really, it was really, really sad and brutal. And I think a lot of valid questions are being raised about these Thursday night games. And we all love to watch football as much as we can. But is a Sunday to Thursday turnaround healthy? I think we know that it's not. And I say that no, someone's team a lot of players. Thursday and probably, and, and <laughs> you know, Shaquille Leonard has a concussion. Jonathan Taylor is probably not going to be able to play. It's a really, really, really fast and, and potentially very dangerous turnaround for these athletes to have to go through. Moving on to next week. Um, we had, I had a good week as far as betting went last week. My, um, my, um, my pick that I made here on the show, I had the bucks on the money line that hit and I am officially in the green. So I went down a hundred dollars and now I am back, baby. Megan, did your pick hit? Um, well, I was very confident in the under on the London game and I failed on that. And, and honestly, they left points out there because there were some doink doinks happening. So no, I did not do well. Did you wake up in time to watch um, that? Well, I wake up, Conrad gets up very early, around 6, and so we were, uh, like, awake, and I even jokingly, like, said to CJ, like, do you, and he goes, this is, it's too early for me to watch the Vikings and Saints. <laughs> I can't, I can't get it up for that. Sorry. <laughs> Those London games are a little early, and they did mess up fantasy, and now you talk about Taylor, and I have a, one of my fantasy leagues, where I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to do some some management today um, as far as that goes because, as you mentioned, the Colts play the Broncos tomorrow. The Colts are three-point underdogs. The over-under on this game is 43. It is a very low yeah. number, but I don't have a lot of faith in either of these offenses. No. And it's on Thursday, a short week. I am going to go for my pick, all $50. 
on the under, under 43. I guess the one saving grace of this disastrous cult season is that I'm happy seeing how Russell Wilson is struggling that we did not give up the entirety of our team's future to have him. Could he be playing better in Indy? Maybe, but the offensive line has looked so bad that I think he would probably even be playing worse. So I guess that's good news. You know, I'm searching, I'm searching. Wow. Um, I don't know. I I see these Cowboys getting um, four and a half against the Rams. The Rams have looked really bad. And mm-hmm. uh, obviously Sean McVay is a very talented coach. They have a lot of good talent on there. Speaking of bad offensive lines, the Rams cannot keep Matt Stafford um, upright. And he's old. And he's got some miles on him. So I, I think this Cowboys team that has really overproduced with Dak Prescott out, I feel confident um, taking them at four and a half against the Rams. Yeah, Cooper Rush is bound to lose one here, right? I mean, he's overperformed. So I think I think a loss has to has to be in order for the Cowboys. I like Eddie that. Eddie would pick. love that. <clears throat> We're both going to be winners okay. this week. Okay, let's take a quick break and then we'll come back and talk about the NBA. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, we are back. The NBA season has quote-unquote started. My husband is watching it. He is he is watching preseason NBA games and coming in and, and telling me updates about the Lakers like I give a damn, which I don't. So... Your husband and my husband should just move in together because last night my husband had this G yep. League yeah, yes, yes, yes. Um, okay. game that was yes. on. It was the 2023 draft prospects were in it. And my husband would not even um, respond to questions I was asking him because he told me that he was scouting. Okay. Um, now, uh, allegedly there were 200 NBA scouts there, which there's no way. That means there would be like seven scouts per team <laughs> that were in attendance. It's like, no, it's not happening. I'm a scout now, I guess. So this game, yes, top 2023 draft prospects Scoot Henderson and Victor Wabanyana were matched up in this G League game. But the real headline out of it was a player whose name is Steve, last name, Ho You Fat. Now, and it's not one, it is H-O space Y-O-U space F-A-T. 
Ho you fat. Um, he is averaging 2.7 games or 2.7 points a game. Megan, is this the greatest name in sports? 1000%. And I just love whoever probably changed their name because I'm assuming that name just didn't, it, it had to have evolved, I don't know. right? He, I mean, I don't, he is um, of French uh, Guiana, I believe. Um, I really hope I'm even saying that right. And if I'm not, please blame the Indiana public school system for not teaching me all the countries. <laughs> It's okay. Today I referred to circumcision That's as castration, that, and that makes me really it, embarrassed about my Northwestern. It, but degree. it also sounds very like agriculture because I like I think of castration as like what would happen to like a cow. Um, so it made you it see. Made I just little, knew there was cutting yeah, of penises. It made involved, you a little bumpkinny so. too. I love this name. Now I famously did not change my last name when I got married. I say it's because I have better credit than my husband. So it's like I'm I'm riding with Yaley till you get in the eight hundreds. But I I have to admit, if I had married a man whose last name was Ho You Fat, I don't care what his credit is. I would have been first in line at the DMV to say, call me Mrs. Megan Ho You Fat, because that is as a stand-up comedian, can you imagine now coming to the stage, Megan, ho you fat. It, I got 10 minutes right out of the gate to talk about. Oh. And we would all start chanting, ho you fat, ho you fat. Ho, you ho, fat. You fat. Oh my gosh. And yeah. Scoot. Like when I saw Scoot was a name, I go, we got to rename Conrad Scoot. I think that's an <laughs> awesome name. Um, yeah, Scoot did get stuffed yesterday by, I think it was Victor Wemanyana, who is seven, seven foot four and can shoot the three. Did you see the video of him trying to walk through the metal detector? Oh, it's hilarious. He's way taller than the metal detector and he has to duck his entire body to just fit under to walk through to make sure he has no metal. This is amazing. Uh, yeah, I, I loved this game mainly because my favorite color is purple and um, they had the purple lights everywhere. The court looked fantastic. And it was pretty late here on the East Coast, so I got to admit, I fell asleep pretty early on in the game as my husband stayed up late to, to scout. But um, Ho You Fat, I hope he finds his way somewhere on an NBA I roster, specifically for his last name. I think he's like the new Taco yeah. Fall. Like We were obsessed with Taco Fall, and now we have Ho You Fat, which is way better than and Taco. And also, the Pacers, they're a lost cause. Sign him. Okay, like we're we're gonna finish last in the East. At least give me someone to cheer for. And back to the point about the name thing. Mine is all like when I think of people taking names, I think like as a couple, you should just vote, right? Like whoever has the best name, like that's what we're taking. Mm. Like I don't care about the male mm-hmm. or female thing. Like we have friends that recently got married, and their last name is Pickles. That's a great and name, obviously. That. Oh, you think it's great? I think it's a little tough. Pickles? And the girl's last name was Anderson. No. And so she said, listen, I'm not taking Pickles. See, I'm keeping no, my name. I want to be Pickles. Megan Pickles? I think they need... I would die. I love Pickles. I chose Connolly because I already have 17 names. So I just said, uh, you know what? We're going to keep it at 17 and not add and one more to it. part of it, too, like, I was like, okay, so I'll be Megan Toledano. And CJ goes, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> like, he was just like, you're doesn't. too white to have that last name. So you got you can just <laughs> ride with Gailey and your good credit. 
Oh, boy. The one thing I'm happy about is the O'Brien in my maiden name, the apostrophe calls me all kinds yeah. of trouble. So You're done with at that. least that thing You're is done gone with that. Um, okay, so this is sort of in embedding news because this will, I think, uh, impact what the lines are in Vegas for the upcoming season. Every NBA GM was asked who would win the championship and MVP championship. They said the Milwaukee Bucks, who was my pick last year, but then had a whole host of injuries, and for MVP picked Luka Doncic of the Dallas Mavs, who I did famously let my husband leave me at 38 weeks to go film. So. I'm going to take John Morant. Some people may call me a homer, but listen, I think this is his year, baby. And I love the Memphis Grizzlies. I love this team. Maybe not to win the finals, but they are them and um, New Orleans. Yes. Zion, Zion returned last night. Zion played. Um, yeah, he played against the Bulls. This is an exciting team. They were in the playoffs last year without Zion. Those are my two teams. Okay. I like the Pelicans and I like the Grizzlies and obviously the Bulls. So I, I love the Bucks. Uh, I think they're a really fun and easy team to root for. My favorite Bucks player is Thanasis, Giannis's brother who never plays. I love his smile. I love his energy. I think he's so handsome. So I, I would love for the Bucks to win. I, I want the winner to come out of the East and I'll say that I was a part of it. I, I think it's kind of surprising that the Warriors were not the the pick by most GMs. I think they could definitely run it back. I know they'll be a year older, but I think Clay will be that much better and, you know, uh, just to have his legs underneath him again. So I, I think there's a chance that the Warriors could be good. I definitely don't think it's going to be Lakers, and I think it's going to be a long season in my house. Did you see the Giannis movie yet? No. But I should. You need to with your son. <clears throat> I should. It's I did cute. watch I did watch Focus Pocus 2 and I loved that. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. I'll have to do it to get in the, the spirit. Do you dress up for Halloween? Oh still? yeah. And now that I'm a mom, I gotta okay. be I gotta be dressing up. I ran into a parent recently with their child who's four, and I said, What's he being for Halloween? And they said, Oh, we're not really doing that. Oh, and then I got really nervous that maybe they were one of those like crazy yeah, and then they got really nervous. They were one of those crazy religious people who thought that it was like Satanism. So I, but a four-year-old. So I just decided to not a bother anymore. Four-year-old is like peak Halloween age. Like Conrad's not even going to know he's. Yeah, but they're not doing up. that. Oh, okay. Well, we're going to be doing that. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Satan. <laughs> Um, okay, Major League Baseball. Obviously, we hit the headline of the story. We discovered I'm a bad person because if I was Roger Maris, I would not have wanted Aaron Judge or anybody, for that matter, to take down my record. But Aaron Judge hit home run number 62. Garrett Cole broke the Yankee strikeout record in the same inning. What cool. a day to be a Yankee fan. You know, sometimes you feel bad for those no, Yankees. never. And I really did feel bad for Mets fans yesterday yeah. because I related a lot to the White Sox-Cubs rivalry. And if anything good happens to the Cubs, it is the worst day of my life. So shout out to all the Mets fans. I feel for you. The perhaps highlight of Major League Baseball news this week is that finally, Tony La Russa, at 78 years old, decided on his own that this was time to hang it up. 
Tony, we are not sad to I'm see you go. I'm wondering how on his own it was, but as long as he got to the right decision, I think that's I think that's great. There, it seems like there's a chance that he may still be a consultant. Like he may not be leaving the White Sox entirely, but he is not going to coach them. The White Sox. I think it's safe to say probably the biggest disappointment for you and across Major League Baseball. For everybody. Can, if, if they're able to keep some of these guys, they've got a, a shot to make the playoffs next year for sure, right? At least. Okay. I mean, they, they were almost there this year without Tim Anderson and a manager who's a complete moron of every week. I mean, what's he going to do as a consultant? Drink alcohol in Jerry Reinstorf's yeah, box? Like, what's right. he going to do? Just get a hammer during the game? Like, can you please That's just leave? We don't need do you anywhere anyways. here. Um, speaking of wasting someone's... I've been doing a lot of speaking of transitions this episode. We'll see. Well, let me know what the feedback is, if you like the speaking of. Wasting someone's uh, career. Shohei Otani has agreed to a one-year extension, $30 million with the Angels. I think this is kind of going to be a bridge gap to get him to whoever this new owner is, if there's a new owner. And then I would really love to see him go to a team that has a chance to win because... I think he really does have a shot at MVP. I think the only reason he's not going to be the MVP is because his team isn't very good and Judge is on the Yankees and they're great. So I want him to be the face of baseball. He's a hunk. I love him. and But I am happy he's staying in Anaheim for one more year. Megan, Eddie, and I were all moving to Anaheim because uh, we found a bar there we liked. We are. Paul's cocktails, love it. But I want to go see him. He's so close, and I still have not seen my hunk, my tall Asian drink of water. So I will be going down to to see my boyfriend play. I sent Megan an article yesterday that there is a real estate development right now popping up in Anaheim. They're going to build a whole thing right around the stadium. And I told her now is the time that we invest in property, move to Anaheim and spend every evening at Paul's Cocktail Club. I hope when Megan Fun of Sports goes on the road and we do live shows, I hope our first one is that. Yes, we love. Listen, we're Ducks fans. (laughs) Sure. Um, That's a great idea. Yes. Okay. NCAA football, and then we will let you guys go for the week. Alabama jumps Georgia in the poll, and the rest of the top five remain the same. Quite um, Tennessee, they've been on a little bit of a roll here lately. They have to go play in Death Valley and then play Alabama and then play Georgia, and I think Tennessee could just roll through the three of these teams. I do think there is something excited Exciting to watch in college football this year because I think some of these teams, like Georgia, they're up there. They didn't look no. very good. They almost lost to Mizzou. Right. So. Um, Bryce Young's shoulder is okay, and so that is great news for Alabama. Not great news in the Big Ten. Wisconsin fires head coach Paul, is it Christ? <laughs> Christ. Chris. I know. I just yes. wanted to say that. After five games. <clears throat> Wisconsin. Uh, and this just leads me to my question. Like, when is Northwestern going to fire up Pat Fitzgerald? I know last year we had a huge problem. Like, Matt Nagy, his kids were at a football game, and people were chanting, like, you know, your dad needs to be fired. Terrible. At some point, I'm going to end up being at Pat Fitzgerald's kids' game, chanting how they need to I, fire him. And I know we went over this earlier in the show. I'm a bad no. person. No. It's getting a little ridiculous. I think Wisconsin firing their head coach after five games is a little alarmist. I, I w- 
He's been there for a while. Oh, they, they I, but like, it's like Wisconsin, you're not Alabama. You know, just like, they have to pay him $11 million because of this, because they fired him like before the end of his contract. You're, so you're out of, you're, you're not going to win the Big Ten. We all know that. Ohio State's going to win the Big Ten. Sorry, that's just how it is. And Michigan's probably going to finish second. So why don't you save yourself $11 million and just let him coach to the end of the season? Also, in important Megan Gailey news, my nephew was at this game. I think it was his first ever college football game. And he doesn't really love sports. I'm trying to get him into the buck. Um, we, you know, he has, I think a Giannis Jersey, but I saw a picture of him and he had those old school nachos and I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, I think he's hooked now. I think that's what got him. I think that's the reason he even agreed to go to the game is because he was promised those nachos. Ooh, those things are good. In Wisconsin, that's a very fun atmosphere. They do the jump around. You have all of the students in those big overalls with the red and white stripes. They deserve to have a good football team because they are a true college town. And Paul Christ just wasn't going to do it for him. I know it's Christ, but on this podcast, he is Paul Paul Christ. Christ. Paul Christ. (laughs) Paul Christ. We are big Paul fans here at Megan's Paul's Cocktail Club. Paul's Cocktail Club. Paul Christ. Peter, Paul, and Mary. (laughs) Big Paul... (laughs) Yes. All right, Megan, anything exciting? Uh, you're looking forward to Thursday night football. Oh, yeah. Your Colts may be getting a win over the struggling I'm Broncos. Gonna, that yeah, would be fun, right? Our family um, dinner. And then I said, I'll, I'll, I'll have my eyes glance at that for a bit. We'll see how long I last. And tonight I have my first ever improv show. And a shout out to you. You are the one who convinced me to start taking improv classes. So tonight is my first show at SAC Comedy Lab here in Orlando. If you're in the area, you will probably be listening to this way too late to come. But check out SAC Comedy Lab. Why not? Go see go see live comedy in any way that you can. It's the best way to view comedy for sure. That sounded like I was doing an ad read, but it, I wasn't. I was just speaking from my heart, which has turned into an ad. Um, Eddie, thank you so much. Congrats to the Yankees. I'm excited for postseason baseball. Megan, I know that you are not included, but if you want to be a Dodgers fan, there's still room on this bandwagon. And yeah, I'm, ex- I'm excited for the fireworks and, and for the Dodgers to hopefully win another World Series. Oh, God, they're just like too good. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this week's edition of Megan Fun of Sports. We will see you all next week. Of course.